0: Financial advisor, Steve Peasley.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, January twentieth, 2023. You know, we're that's the third week of the month. Year, you know, we're three three weeks into the new year. And have you noticed how the market environment is a bit different, especially when compared with the market of the past ten years? Even last year, do you remember January last year? January last year the market fell pretty sharply. That's when it started to go down, right at the beginning of January. So, is 2023 going to be like 2022? I doubt it very much. Actually, I think we're going to have a struggle first part of the year. Toward the end of the year, the Fed might even be lowering rates. Before then, they're raising rates. Don't, Don't get me wrong. The next meeting is February 1st or so. They'll be raising rates. But I'm thinking, you know... Maybe uh, this year will be the turnaround year. I do think that's very possible. Very possible. So something to look forward to. It's not all grim and doom and gloom. It is not. Even though sometimes uh, TV and announcers and experts tell you it is. I don't think so. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready here today on this radio program and podcast to help you make the most of your portfolio strategy and decisions. In fact... I look forward to doing the show, this InvestTalk podcast, because I like hearing from you. I like the questions. I like the you know understanding what people are thinking and where they're going. Most of the time, we ask answer questions about stocks, but not always. And I'll answer those questions as well. The phone number never changes. You can call me now on our 24-hour, 7-days-a-week phone line. It's 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. And I've got a bunch of material to discuss with you today. The focus point will be, how would the U.S. Treasury deal with the fallout from the debt ceiling slow- showdown? The debt ceiling showdown. You know, we, I think today, exceeded the debt ceiling. So how's the Treasury going to deal with that? You know, we're going to run out of money. We don't have any money to spend. Wait, we, we're we, wait, we, what? $31 trillion in debt? $31 trillion. It's Ridiculous in debt. Time permitting, I'm also going to get into some other things that I think are interesting. Uh, Warren Buffett, a couple of few th- sayings and things he does. You know, uh, Berkshire Hathaway sitting on $88 billion in cash. $88 billion. That's a lot of cash they're sitting on. And I want to know, uh, t- we'll talk about the next Fed hike, Federal Reserve hike, coming up on uh, February 1st. And talk about what the overall charts are saying about the market. I want to talk about that. And a little bit about real estate. What's going on in the real estate market? You know, it perked up a little bit because interest rates, mortgage rates went down a little bit. So those are the things I'm going to discuss if we can get to. And, of course, our voice bank is ready with questions. Uh, we might get to IP, International Paper Company, and question about rollovers. It's Friday. So I'll share highlights of the newest KPP premium Newsletter as well. And that is coming up about the halfway point of the program today. So I've got all this planned for this episode of the podcast. And, of course, I will take your live calls at 888-99-CHART. So how did the market do today? Well, it was up. We have a down week. Up day, down week. The Dow is up 331 points. The Nasdaq up 288 points and the S&P up 74 points. So that was a pretty broadly uh, moving up market today. Okay? So that's what's going on. And uh, now what do you guys want to talk? We're going to go first thing we're going to do is go talk to Trevor in Sunnyvale. How are you doing Trevor? I'm
2: doing well. Thanks, Steve, for taking my call.
1: Thank you for making it.
2: Yeah, I had a unique question and it's um It's finance-related. My question is on career growth. I'm in financial services. I have my Series 7 and 63. Ultimately, I'd like to do something like uh, you're doing. And so my question is, in order to progress my career and to get to a position like you, Uh is it required to get a CFA license? or? Anything in
1: particular? No, nothing. You don't even need a license. You can manage up to twenty-five million dollars of other people's money without any kind of license or agreements, or you know, with you know anything to do with the SEC or the, the state. Now, the state might have you file, you know, a partner. You had to if you're going to be a partnership or a corporation, S corp, or whatever, whatever form you want to take, or do you want to be a sole proprietorship? You know, what kind of company you are you want to start off with. And I would if I was starting, it'd be sole proprietorship because I wipe, wipe do all the paperwork when you don't have any business. So you just have to get people to trust you to manage their money. That's all you do, up to twenty five million. After twenty five million, then you have to be okay. state registered and you gotta get your, you know, registered investment advisor R I A designation. And that's it. Okay. Great. So, yeah, you're ready to go. Cool. I mean, people are surprised it's that easy to get started. It is. The hard part is getting customers. That's the hard part. Good luck, Trevor. I hope it works for you. We're heading into a break. Justin and I are happy to play your recorded voice bank questions, but we really enjoy taking live calls. Our number never changes. You know that. And it never has. And it never closes. Eight 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 ninety nine 888-99-CHART.
3: In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need Invest Talk. With total downloads nearing 50 million, each Invest Talk podcast should be one of your key financial planning and educational tools. Invest Talk is a free download. And host Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to provide their unbiased guidance and professional analysis developed from real time data research and years of investing experience. 24 7, rain or shine, during smooth sailing or on rough weather days, the Invest Talk listener line is open and waiting for your questions. You set the agenda. Don't forget to call Invest Talk 888 99 Chart.
2: It's a new year, but you've got finance and investment questions, so Steve Peasley is here, ready to take your calls live. Invest Talk eight 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 ninety nine chart
4: Hi, Dave from Ohio. i us call in and uh, get your opinion on IP, international paper, it has a low PE, mid cap, pays a 4.8% dividend, Just get your opinion on it, and a good uh, entry level price. I'll be listening. Thank you.
1: I kind of like it where it is. I mean, International Paper manufactures print writing writing papers, market pulp, packaging products, and container board. It's to repurchase. The last, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. That's nothing that ain't going to help us. Uh, uh, it's a thirteen billion dollar company. It's going to make three dollars and seventy one cents this year, and it's going to make three dollars and one penny next year. So it's more like, you know, a 12 PE based on next year's earnings. And that's still low. The five-year range is 6 to 26. It pays a 4.9. I have it down a 4.9% dividend. It's one of those big blue-chip stocks that's very steady, growing sales by 10%. And you're going to get the dividend, and it's going to pay its dividend consistently year after year. And it was at $60 a share back in March of last year. Today is 37 You don't have to have it go up very far to make a lot of money plus the dividend, but don't get excited. I think it's just a solid blue-chip stock that could fit in a portfolio nicely. IP is a symbol, international paper. Okay, my focus point concerns this question: How will the U.S. Treasury deal with the fallout from the debt ceiling showdown? How the U.S. has reached its t- statutory debt limit of thirty-one point four trillion dollars—t trillion—prompting a series of measures to avoid default by our government. You like last time, they take different steps to, you know, to make sure they can pay the bills. They don't pay certain bills, and they. You know, they do a bunch of juggling. I hear that they got enough juggling in there to last till about June before any kind of crisis comes up. So we'll see about that. So I don't think we're in any rush. I don't think the Treasury, you know, they have to do a bunch of stuff behind the scenes which are messy and difficult. That I can see. But I think I think they'll be okay. The, you know, so I, I don't think... Uh, we'll, there won't be a def- default, uh, not anytime soon. Um, the Treasury could just ignore Congress and issue notes and bonds all by themselves with current coupon yields, with higher current yields. I don't think they've ever done that before. But according to uh, some experts, that is very possible. But it is making a big mess behind the scenes. That is true. But I think that both sides, Democrat, Republican, are just playing chicken. Democrats uh, want to not have, not worry about a CNN at all, whereas Republicans want to start, you know, working on the debt. $31.4 trillion, by the way. So, we'll see what works out. Eventually, something's going to work out. I don't know what, but if something will work out. Okay, hey, let's grab another caller question from 888-99-CHART.
4: Hey, Justin,
0: Steve. This is Matthew from Kansas, just calling to get your opinion on BTI versus MO, so British Tobacco versus Altria. Just wondering what your thought was, who would be better to pick up for a long-term position, 10 to 15 years. If I could get your answer on the podcast, I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Well, they're pretty close, equal stocks. Altria is an $80 billion company with a very low PE of 9 right now, and BTI, British Tobacco, is an 89 trillion company with a dividend yield of 7.6. Uh, which one's better? Let's see, the debt, BTI, okay, 55%. Uh, empty. It's very difficult to do this on the fly because i got to switch back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, the screens and, you know, just compare them. And this is a slow process, so okay. I, I'm thinking BTI. I think I would go BTI if you're going to ask me which one. They don't have a lot of debt. Return equity is 11. percent um, They're very steady on their earnings, just like uh, Memo. So I don't. I don't think the big difference between the two, but. If I was to take a choice, I think I'd take BTI, and I think we own BTI in some of our managed accounts. Okay? Okay, on Friday, I generally may take time to give you a quick rundown on the key benchmark numbers, so let's hit that list for you right now. The two-year treasury yield is 4.183%, 4.1. And for perspective, it was 4.22 two weeks ago. The 10-year treasury is 3.4%. So we still have an inverted curve. We've had it for some time. Last week was three point five. So the inversion squeezed a little bit. Gold is priced at nineteen twenty seven dollars an ounce. Nineteen hundred and twenty seven dollars. Last week was nineteen hundred and twenty. Two weeks ago it was eighteen sixty eight. So it's this is a you know kind of a recent high. Silver today is twenty three dollars and eighty four cents an ounce. Last week it was twenty-four dollars and twenty-eight cents. Two weeks ago it was twenty-three eighty-eight. Five weeks ago, twenty-three twenty-one. So gold is moving up. The inversion is uh, the rate inversion between the two and ten-year treasuries is still in place. So that's not good, that reversion. Oil, $81.31 per barrel. So that's what it's selling this week. Last week it was $79.82. 2 weeks ago it was 73 3 weeks ago it was 80 74 5 weeks ago 88 11 weeks ago so it's still now 15 weeks ago is 92 so it's it's risen but still within the range it's been in under 100 bucks a barrel um over $70 a barrel you know i think it got down to like 68 or so but i think 70 is a low in California, gasoline, you wanna know what we paid? Four dollars and forty one cents four weeks ago. Four thirty nine, seven weeks ago, it's four forty three today. So we're always in you know, a lot of places you can see at five dollars. You know, you can't get much cheaper than four fifty to five, somewhere in that range. Uh in Kansas, Kansas, three dollars and four cents. $1.39 cheaper than us in California here. Justin and I are thankful for the podcast support and our free downloads will continue. I want to make you aware of two other ways to find our material and unbiased guidance. Talk has a YouTube channel and an Instagram following. We're building out more content with both platforms, so go to YouTube or Instagram and search Talk. Remember, use two T's. Please tell your friends. The Talk phone lines are open. Call now, 888-99-CHART.
2: You're building your financial future, but you must have finance and investment questions. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready to provide their unbiased answers. So don't forget to call Talk 888-99-CHART.
4: Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Ren from North Carolina. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, and I got a question about rollovers. I got about a hundred thousand dollars invested in my 401k under tiero price, and I'm thinking about moving that money and rollover to an IRA. I have Fidelity. I'm trying to find out. Would that be a better move to move that to an IRA? That money is actually invested in S&P 500 and small cap index. And just go ahead and move that to Fidelity or put that money to my new 401k, which is in Charles Schwab. I'm not really fond of the new funds that are available in the, in the new 401k. So I was thinking uh, maybe it's, it's better, I'm better off using Fidelity instead. Uh, let me know what you think. Please call me back. I appreciate your help. Thank you very much.
1: Well, I do like Fidelity a lot. Um, our 401k in our office is with Fidelity. Um, I like TD Ameritrade. I like Schwab. Uh, what should you do? Um, I always like, you want to get to the cheapest platform with the best graphics and data that they'll provide. And I, that's why I like those three I just named. Now, TD Ameritrade was purchased by Schwab, so it's going to be Schwab and TD. Um, so, if you have a four hundred one k that you know is old that you can move to an IRA, I would always consolidate to IRAs instead of four hundred one ks. So, uh, and then I would move toward either Schwab or Fidelity. I mean, those are the ones I like the best. I think that's your smartest choice. If you want more details, we need to talk. Okay, you can call our office, maybe talk to Justin, and you know you can get more information. Anyways, I appreciate it. Thank you for the call. Uh, the KBB preview newsletter was finished today, and it was distributed to subscribers. It will be to buy tomorrow. Uh, the, uh, the in the market conditions section, explain news: or more tech layoffs put another damper on the market this week as Microsoft announced that it will be cutting ten thousand jobs. Now, I'm, I was looking at this, and the tech companies are laying off people, true, but I don't think they're also hiring people, so it depends. So, I'm, I'm not know what the net result is, um, so I don't know if it's all that big yet. I mean, uh, they, you got to look at it this way, and. and This ends a hiring spree that added 40,000 jobs since the pandemic and and continues along a broader pattern of layoffs that swept through the tech industry. So, you know, they've hired a bunch of people over the last couple, three years. Now they're laying off some of those people. It's pretty interesting. There's a survey of laid-off tech workers earlier this month, however, suggested that 37% of laid-off tech workers have been able to find new jobs within a month. And seventy nine percent they had found a new job within three months of being laid off. So it's not as critical as the headlines might suggest. More mixed economic news and outlook came out. Uh, producer price index, the PPI, which is inflation, uh, and retail sales for December came out. The PPI, you know, said that the uh, inflation rate fell at the producer price index of a half a percent in December. More than expected. Retail sales fell 1.1% as well, which is slightly more than predicted. The fall in the prices of PPI and consumer spending retails could hint that we are closer than before to a wider pivot, to a to a, a, a bigger pivot from the Fed with respect to monetary policy, meaning lowering interest rates. The battle in Congress will begin in earnest in the coming weeks for the U.S. government debt ceiling issue. I mean, we're already past it, but, you know, they don't get serious until it becomes a crisis, right? That's government for you. Got to wait for a crisis. Anyways, as the decilating debate heats up and there's more evidence that the economy is slowing, there could be more turmoil in store for the market. In the near term, near term, the perception of uncertainty can have systematic effects and sink equity markets, harm consumers, and cripple small businesses. So in the near term, we've got issues. Of course, there's a lot more detail in the newsletter. Stock Ideas, a company that owns and operates nearly 300 data centers worldwide, it has more than 35 million rentable square foot across five continents. Its offerings range from retail location, retail co location, where an enterprise may rent a single cabinet and rely on the company to provide all the accommodations, to cold shells where hyperscale cloud service providers, providers could simply rent much or all of a barren power-connected building. The company shift towards connection and co-location exposures, exposures and uh, it, it exposes it to certain attractive parts of the data center business and growth tailwinds of cloud providers for data connectivity. Earnings have remained fairly stable despite a tough mic- macro environment. Ukraine currently pays an attractive 4.6% dividend. So, not a bad-looking company. We also looked at a global leader in passive safety components and systems for auto industry. Products include seat belts, frontal airbags, side impact airbags, airbag inflators, steering, steering wheels. Rising U.S. and European NCAP safety standards require auto manufacturers to use advanced safety technologies to achieve a five-star crash test rating. Pro should remain pretty robust in that business. They have a big backlog. P is only at like 12. Pays a 3.3% dividend. We name names in the newsletter, of course. Um, I've given you a sample teaser for the newsletter, the KPP premium news. Subscribers will see full report via each Saturday, and they also get the portfolio and consumer watch sections. Learn more and subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. So let's go ahead and take a break.
6: Now, each time i host the invest talk podcast i have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved if you've never called don't hold back you can leave your invest talk questions on the 24 7 anytime listener line at 888-99-CHART
4: hey steve or justin i got a question about VVR. Uh, just kind of wondering if you could break down exactly what it is i did end up buying that it. it was a podcast from a while back that you guys recommended. It's got a really good dividend, and I'm just kind of wondering if that's going to continue from what I've been able to see from doing a little bit of research. It looks like it's a strong payer. It doesn't go up or down much. They always continue to pay the dividends, so kind of wondering how it's going to do with the market uh, today and if it's something that I should invest more in. Thanks for the podcast. Listen to it all the time. Have a good day again.
1: Okay, this is an Invesco Senior Income Trust, VVR. Closed in fund seeking high level current income with consistent capital preservation and it pays a ten percent dividend. It's selling for three dollars and eighty-four cents a share. Uh, it's a pretty small company, five hundred and eighty seven million. The problem is we don't know how it earns that ten percent. I don't know. It doesn't it's a closed in fund, meaning it can sell at a asset at a premium to its net asset value, or discount to its net asset value. In other words, it could sell for higher or lower than the actual value of the holdings they have. Problem is, I don't know how they what holdings they have. There's no stocks they can buy that pay 10%. They don't. So they do something unusual. They do something. They may sell div, uh, options. Uh, I don't know how they do it. Therefore, I can't tell you how much risk you're taking. I really can't. But they've been consistent. You know, it has gone down, down in March of 2020, which, if you remember right, that's the COVID crash. It went down to like a dollar ninety, bounced right back up to three dollars in a couple months. So, you know, that's 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 the volatility you get. I don't know. I just don't know what to invest in. So, I can't give you an honest answer, a straight answer about it. Okay, when people take time out to leave an Investop podcast review on iTunes, we'd like to thank them for their courtesy by getting to their questions quickly. This is Anna. Uh, Let's see. Um, I have a question for Steve. You stated on the show that most of your clients take their RMDs toward the end of the year. Is there a reason for it? Or is this just the logistics of how your firm operates? No, there's no reason. You can take your RMD anytime you want. Most people wait because they want to know how much their their portfolio is worth so how, the, the, at the end of the year so they know they're taking a proper RMD. If you take your RMD in the middle of the year, well, what if your portfolio is worth more and you need to take more in a second time? So people, most people wait till the end of the year because it's just convenient. Okay? That's what that's about. Okay? Good question, though. Very good question. Eight 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 ninety nine charters, our number, everybody. Warren Buffett. By the way, Berkshire Hathaway has eighty eight billion dollars in cash they're sitting on so far. Uh, had some things to say, and he, you know, he always has these little words of wisdom, which I like to pass on. And of course, I have repeated myself every so often. One of the things he was complaining about recently. Well, you know, I don't want to say complaining, but making a statement about people don't make a habit. Of saving early, young, they don't make it a habit. Therefore, when they don't make it a habit, you don't do it. And therefore, and you got to start early if you really want to get a comfortable retirement. You got to start early. Um, number two, he says, buy great stocks at a good or fair price or good or fair value, and avoid average stocks at great prices. In other words, don't buy average stocks, average companies and just go, social companies. Buy great companies and don't be afraid, afraid to pay a fair price for them. Be nicer if you wait for a discount. You want to buy value. Remember, Warren Buffett is a value investor. He has been a value investor all his life. He was taught value investing by Graham, Ben Graham, who is a fug, who is the Father of, invest, of value investing. So, if you get Ben Graham's book, that would be very helpful. And I warn you that's not a simple book to read. Okay, just letting you know. Okay, the federal funds rate is 4.75 to 5% right now. Fed's going to meet February 2nd. What are they going to do? It's Friday, the weekend is almost here for most of us, but we still have time in this podcast. So let's play another listener line question. 888 chart
4: Hello. we Would love to get your opinion on Thermo Fisher Scientific Incorporated. The ticker symbol is TMO. Thank you.
1: TMO, everybody. TMO. Thermo Fisher Scientific. Manufactures mass spectrometry, liquid and gas chromatographs, chromatograph and optical, 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 spectroscopy instruments. Okay. So fancy schmancy, very, very complex, very delicate instruments. It's a 232 billion company. It's not small. It's huge. The stock price is $593 a share. They're going to make $23.13 a share next year. They made 25 in 2021. And $19 a share in 2020, very steady company that pays very little dividend, 0.2%. Return to equity is very high, 27%. That's very good. The PE range is 17 to 28. It's kind of on the higher side of the PE range right now. They're growing 14 to 18% and pretty consistent of that for several years. That's why they traded a higher rate. Um, I think it's too expensive for me. I, I'd wait for a pullback. I, I think it's a very good company. But I don't like buying a $232 billion company that pays a 0.2% dividend. So that means you've got to rely on a capital appreciation for any gains. But the, you know, this big of a company is pretty hard. So it's not for me. It'd have to give me a really good discount before I'd be interested. Let's play two in a row from the Talk Voice Bank. 888-99-CHART.
4: Hi Justin or Steve. I wanted to get your opinion on a company. I was looking at some infrastructure small cap companies and I came across Sterling Infrastructure, ticker symbol S-T-R-L. I wonder wondering if you could take a look at the financials for me and let me know if now is a good buy point or if not, what would be. Thank you very much. Have a good day.
1: Okay, well, it's consolidating at a pretty high price of 3204 It's Sterling Infrastructure, S-T-R-L, provides e-infrastructure, e-infrastructure, building construction, transportation solutions, and related services. It's growing pretty fast at 20 to 25% in the last year. Sales, that's the growth of sales. Earnings went up 46% in 2022. This year, 2023, is supposed to go up 10% more to $3.45, and that will drive the P.E. down below 10, but it's always had a low P.E. It's five-year range. is 5 to 19. Internal equity is 20, which is very good. Management owns 4%. I like that. Funds own 48%. Has some debt. Uh, cash flow is very strong. It's a strong company that's selling at a fair price. Let's put it that way. That's what it is. I think uh, I think you'll get a dip. I think you'll get it into the twenties, and I'd rather see you buy it in there. I really would. Okay, that is Sterling Infrastructure, S T R L. Three in a row, everybody. You know the number eight 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 ninety nine chart.
4: Hi, Steve and Justin. Thank you for your show. I have a question regarding a company called Extron, D E X T R O N. I believe they are a Saudi Arabia company, and I want us to know what you think about that as a possible problem and what their future outlook would be. Appreciate your help. Thank you.
1: Okay, this is not a Saudi Arabian company. It's out of Providence, Rhode Island, Textron, TXT. It makes fixed wing and tilt rotor aircraft, fuel systems, armored vehicles for defense, Aerospace and industrial markets. That's what it does. It's going to make $4. It may, it's going to make $4 in 2022. We don't have the final you know, number for that year yet. And it's going to work four fifty in 2023. So it's going to go up 13%. $4 is up 21% from the year before. So that's really solid. Five year range, 6 to 25 PE. And right now it's at 17. It's a $67 stock. Management owns 2%. Mutual funds own fifty nine percent. Mutual funds are not are not selling and not buying. They're just holding on. Sales growth is between minus five percent and plus five percent. So it's pretty kind of not there. And it pays a one tenth percent dividend. I, I, I'm I'm not interested in it. Not at this point. Um, I think uh, it's. I think all the price is built into the 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 price of the stock. I think all the Good news, and it's not growing, so it's not probably going to grow because, you know, they're going to fight over this debt ceiling, and they're going to fight over the budget, and Democrats like less spending on defense, so I'm not sure i want to be in defense for the next year or two, see how things go, <clears throat> okay? Well, there's no denying that we are in a new year and a new market environment, and serious investors know that eventually another type of day is coming, retirement day. Are you prepared for that day? Successful investors building a comfortable financial future have to deal with things as they come at them. During the asset fortification years, you, you're, you're building your portfolio. You need to save more. Invest, but save more. Put more money aside. Because remember, the market has an upside bias. Always has, always will. So it has that upside bias to it. So it will go up. Just because we haven't gone up in a year doesn't mean it won't. It has these periods, year two years of, you know, bear market. So it's worth taking a minute or two to make you aware of what KPP can do, what Justin and I can do, to offer clients. KPP Financial is our firm. We are based in Irvine, California, which is in Orange County, south of L.A., north of San Diego, in the middle, caught in between. And I remind you that there are there here on Invest Talk and at KPP Financial we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. So how do we implement that? Well, we provide unbiased guidance. We we use parallel investing. I mean, we buy the same things as our clients do for for ourselves as as them. Uh, we have a bunch of five different investment strategies from very conservative to pretty aggressive. Depends on what kind of investor you want to be. And you can take advantage of our free offer, a portfolio review. We don't, you know, there's no pressure. We're not going to try to sell you anything. We'll just tell you what we think of your portfolio and try to get an understanding of your risk tolerance. So you can send us a message through investtalk.com or you can call KPP Financial Irvine, California. Either way, after speaking with us for about 10 minutes or so, I think you'll see that we have a little we are a little bit different. So there's no obligations, as I said. Never is, never will be. We are a different kind of money manager. We don't make commissions off of people's, whatever they buy. We don't do any of that. All we want to do is really help you. And if we can help you by being your money manager, we'll be happy to do that. But if we can only help you not being your money manager, we'll still help you. the sooner you contact us, the better you'll be off, the better off you will be. Trust me in this. Next up, another Talk listener question, so hang on.
6: The prosperous future you envision for yourself and your family will not happen without strategic planning and definitive action. Let's go to Brian in San Mateo, looking at Roku.
2: And I wanted your take on the uh, the technical
6: picture. For the unprepared investor, market volatility around the world demonstrates risk, but opportunities wait for no one, and now may be the best time in years to invest wisely. To invest strategically what i would do is keep saving and look for other opportunities but how can you decide what sectors to avoid which stocks to buy and what might be the best price point
3: i'm new to investing and my friend wesley recommended your podcast a year ago
6: and how should you deal with your risk tolerance invest talk to prevail, serious investors need a balanced combination of realistic market education and unbiased guidance. KPP Financial Principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein host a unique weekday finance and investment program and podcast, Invest Talk.
2: Hello, Justin and Steve. This is Joel calling in from Maine. I love the show. I'll be listening for your answer. Is your asset portfolio properly balanced?
6: How can you better manage your 401k? How will economic events affect the real estate market? So many questions. The straightforward answers can help you focus on your drive for success. You can learn more anytime at investtalk.com. The next decisive step on your path to financial freedom begins with a Spotify search for InvestTalk. Listen live or download the free podcast. And I've got a question about warrant shares. I think that's the right term. Got a question for Steve or Justin? 888 99 Chart.
4: Hi, Steve and Justin. Uh, thanks in advance for answering this question. I've got a, a position, about 20 shares in a stock, ICIC Bank Limited. IBN is the stock symbol. And I was wondering if I should start selling some of this off or just hang on to it. Thanks a lot for your answer.
1: Okay, I B N is Icky Icky Bank. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's how it's spelled. I C I C I. It's a private bank, uh, private sector commercial bank out of India. Uh, I think it's India's first or second largest bank, seventy four billion strong. It's going to make a dollar twenty four next year. It's a twenty one dollar stock. P is twenty. You know, uh, well, you know, kind of high. Uh, the range is sixteen to sixty. Pay a half a percent dividend and growing very slow. So the bank itself is not that exciting. Uh, I wouldn't mind taking some profits because it's at a pretty high price. Still a good bank, though. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work always will continue after this break. So get your questions in now. 888-99 chart.
2: You've got finance and investment questions and Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready with their unbiased answers. Don't forget to call invest talk 888-99-CHART.
1: 888-992-4278. That's our number. Give us a call. We'll be happy to talk to you live here on invest talk. Next hike by the federal reserve will likely come in their next meeting, which is the first February, I think. I think in the next couple of meetings, they're going to raise the rate by a quarter point each. And I think that's the odds are for most people are thinking that these days. So that's a half a percent more. But I do think they're going to slow down. That'll be a slowdown from what they were. Because the numbers, economic numbers, inflation numbers are all easing. So they can have an excuse to do that. The charts on looking at the stocks, looking at the major indices and... Just reviewing them this morning. I think the charts are telling us that we are are, are neutral. The market is neutral at this point. It's neither up or down. It's neither going up or going down. I think it's sitting in a kind of a wait and see position at this point. Looking to see, wait and see if the economy gets weaker, what the Fed's going to do, wait and see, what the debt ceiling is going to do. Are they going to resolve that? So I think we might have a wait-and-see market for a while. I don't see any big reason for it to dump, go way down, you know, bear, huge bear market. But I don't see any reasons for it to go up either. So I think we're just dealing with that kind of thing. Okay, let's go to a, go ahead and squeeze in another caller question. 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name is
0: Zach. I'm calling out of Minnesota. My question is in regards to Starbucks or S-B-U-X. Just curious on what you guys would think a good entry point for Starbucks would be now. I have it on my watch list and looking to pick up a position for a long-term hold and wondering if now is a good time to maybe get in or if it could be going down a little bit lower. Love to get your opinion on a good price. Thank you.
1: Um, I wouldn't buy it here. It's at $105 a share. I wait till the low 90s. Maybe pick it up in that area. I think that would be better. be much happier if it was in the high 70s. I'm not a big fan of Starbucks. First of all, I don't drink coffee, but that's not what I'm talking about as far as not being a big fan. They have 35,711 stores worldwide, 17,295 in the U.S., which surprised me. That's only about half. They have half their stores outside the United States. That surprised me. Their earnings keep going up. It's going to go up 16% this year for 2023. In 2024, I got another 18% rise. That's to $4.05. But that only makes the stock uh, PE ratio like 25, 26. Still not cheap. So that's why I don't like it because it's not inexpensive. Sales growth has slowed down from 19% four quarters ago to 3% in the most recent quarter. Don't like that. Um, they have great cash flow, great company, great management, great stores. I'm not belittling them at all. It's a great company. But I think you want to pick it up cheaper. It's been rising. Where were you at when it was 70, uh, you know, six months ago? It's been rising ever since. Now $1.05, $105. So that's 30%, thirty, forty, forty 40, 40-something percent. You know, you want to buy it after it rose already 40-something percent as it reaches an it's, it's it's near too high so you want to don't want to do that you want to buy when it's on sale not when it's you know already high remember Warren Buff this is what would be, would be I would declare this as a great company so you want to buy great companies at either a fair value price or a discount. I think it's a little high still okay a little high real estate, and the inventory is still low. Mortgage rates have come off. There's, you know, higher points. And we're seeing an uptick in activity. We're seeing an uptick in uh, new sales, uptick in reinv- uh, refinancing, even though, I don't know. Where were you, uh, Refinancing? Where, where were you when it was 2 and 3%? Or maybe these people just recently bought their house at six and something, six and a quarter percent. Now they want to get under six. I don't know, but that's what's happening. Uh, there's, But there's also a little warning out there. There's lenders, uh, uh, non-qualified mortgage business defaults are rising, rising faster than they were, it's a danger. I'm C.P.'s, and this completes another Invest Talk program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. Get your download anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and we have achieved over 49 million downloads. Thank you very much. That's thanks to you, you, the listener. Please, thank you very much. Please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes if you can. Independent Thinking, Shared Success. This is Invest Talk. And have a good weekend, everybody.
0: InvestTalk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security.